0: Most of us, especially in the career counseling world and things we think about, what's our purpose? Our purpose is to do this, something grandiose and big. But the purpose doesn't have to be something grandiose. It can be very simple. It could be, I got to walk my dog today. I've got to bake a cake for the neighbor. But having that purpose and having something that I'm going to do today gives purpose and gives meaning to life. And it's very important, especially after work and after retiring from a traditional nine to five corporate job, finding something to replace that is really important
1: there are opportunities for our work and
0: careers everywhere if you know where to look that's easier said than done especially in our fast-paced and constantly changing world Marianne Fairmouth is talking to experts employers and job seekers to bring you insight and understanding about what's possible this is career can do where we're navigating the new work world
1: Welcome to the Career Can Do podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate the new work world. My name is Ann Fairmouth. I'm a recruiter, multi-genre author, corporate trainer, speaker, and today I am just delighted to have a guest on my show that has really done so many wonderful things. He's been with a big four CPA firm for 12 years. He's written a book, but He's recently taken a journey that has really allowed him to gain so much valuable information and learn lessons that I think would be very helpful to people in the new work world. And I wanted to have him on the show today because I think what he gleaned from his trip and from his journey is really, really important information that all of us can digest and learn from and implement in our daily lives to become the best version of who we are, which allows us to make even a greater contribution to the new work world. So without further ado, after that incredibly long introduction, help me welcome Chris Say. Chris Say hello everybody.
0: Hi, 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 Marianne. Pleasure to be here.
1: Well, we're thrilled to have you and you know you have such an interesting background. I mean you've worked 12 years you know as a professional in a big four CPA firm. You've started a company in Singapore. You've written a book. You've done so many wonderful things but what I was just Among all these wonderful things you've done, what I was so impressed with was the trip that you took to the Blue Zones and the information you gleaned from it. So can you tell us how you ended up doing that and and a little bit about that trip?
0: Yeah, of course. So it's probably first worth defining what the Blue Zones are, because some people hear of the Blue Zones. I've heard a little bit about that. Some people never heard of them. So the Blue Zones were identified as longevity hotspots by a National Geographic Explorer about 10 years ago as places that have a high concentration of people who live to be a hundred or more. So this was scientifically backed and studied. And a book was written about it about 10 years ago. My wife had read the book. We we're both interested in wellness. And we were at a point of transition in our lives where our youngest son had just graduated from high school. And we said, let's do something unusual and let's go visit these places. Let's take a year and go and travel, I was still able to work remotely. And we traveled to these locations. Quick, I'll tell you where they are, because that's what most people ask is where are these places. And this is the order we visited them in as well. So it was an island of Okinawa in Japan. The second is the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica. The third is the island of Sardinia in Italy. The fourth is the island of Ikaria in the Northern Aegean Sea It's part of Greece. So it's near to Turkey. Then the fifth one, which was a bit of an add-on, in my opinion, to, to the story, or to the book that was written, is Loma Linda, California in the U.S., and I think that was added to have a, so the, the book could become more relatable to Americans. So we took a year and traveled to these places, and we spent about two months in the places, not in the U.S., the U.S. one we had visited previously, actually, So, but we visited these places and spent anywhere from a month to two months in these locations, really living with people not just there as tourists, but we really wanted to get to know the place and get to know people and really see if what we'd learned from reading the book was the same as what what we picked up in terms of of living there and experiencing it. So it was just really a wonderful year of, of traveling.
1: That's wonderful. Well, in the Blue Room, we talked about the three important points that have been historically documented that have come out of the Blue Zones. And I think these three points you mentioned are really important for all of us to know about because living our best life, living a long life, you know, I think is something we all want to do. But the big question is, you know, how do we do that? So the three things we talked about in the blue room were the first one you said was God. The second one you said was being, as in B E A N S and the third one was why. And let's talk about that first one. We talked about the first one being God, but we talked about that in the sense of spirituality and community or religion, but community. Elaborate on that a little bit for our listeners.
0: Yeah. I put that God, beans and why as, as just a simple way of describing these three things. And the word God, like you said, is much broader than just saying, okay, everybody believes in God, for example. I found that each of these locations we visited, people were, for the most part, quite religious. And religion had been part of their culture cultural identity for centuries in, in, in many of these places. So that was ingrained, and what came with that was a weekly gathering together of people. So what my observation there, it was, you know, I, I don't want to say that it wasn't about their belief in God, but there was a v- very much part of, of the church providing a place of gathering together and having community and support for each other and a regularity to
1: it. There have been many studies done, statistics done, that people that spend too much time alone sometimes don't live very long. Well, I think that sense of community or even more importantly in the work world, relationships, all right? But then also to go a little bit further than that, it's that sense of community, it's about relationships, but it's also about what can we contribute? How can we help somebody else? Somebody's over here going through a hard time. What can I do to help that person? So I think this is invaluable information, Chris, and in that what these blue zones and this historical data, you know, conveyed to you was that for all of us to live our best life, our longest life, community and relationships are important. Post-COVID, that's also something I'm seeing as an executive recruiter, that in the work world right now, we all need to focus on if we're working hybrid, if we're working remotely, how can we keep that component of community, of relationships front and center? Because I think that's really a crucial point in becoming our best self or really expanding our platform in the New Work world. Wouldn't you agree with
0: that? I agree completely. And these cultures that have a history of, of gathering together in small groups, whether it be in church or even not, because even in Okinawa, one thing we experienced was they have a, an ancient tradition there. It's called a Moai. And they're the equivalent of, in Christian circles, sometimes we have these, people have small groups where they get together during the weeks as a part of a community. In Okinawa, they have these Mois, which it's very much part of their culture, where people get together and these groups stay together as people age. And there's a formal part of it of getting together. They bring some money on a regular basis to help each other out, and somebody who's in charge decides who someone needs money. They give money, so it's really a a very much part of the society. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like you said, helping each other and yeah,
1: yeah. In summary, you know, it's not about me; it's about we. I think that's something that really is important. I remember. My sweet grandmother, she lived next door, and she's always baking a cake. When somebody died or somebody had a baby, she's always baking a cake. I so why are you always baking these cakes? <laughs> you have to do that, Marianne. You have to show these people that you care about them. And I think that's crucial. That leads me to the second one. The second point or the second tip or lesson that you learned was about beans, E-A-N-S. And that's another thing I'm going to reflect back on my Mimi grandmother. Because yeah. we're Italian, she used to make this soup called Pasta of Julie, and it was a bean soup. That yeah. beans are <laughs> important, and so you know, um, yes, I think beans are important, but I think, in a broader sense, this is all about their proper nutrition, don't you think?
0: That's exactly you know? what it is, and I, and I'm not saying that everyone needs to start eating beans and become vegans, but in these societies, and, and as you experienced with your grandmother, Italian and Sardinia is is an Italian. Island and one of the blue zones. They eat a lot of beans, in part because that was a lot cheaper than eating meat. So they they would historically the, the meat intake was less than it is now for most of our diets in the West. So that's part of it is having more of a plant based diet, which we experience and something we've changed in our own life since taking this trip. But it's also about eating a balanced diet. You know, eating vegetables eating local and eating seasonal, because that's the way the world was, was put together. And all the, and our bodies evolved through the seasons, through what was available locally, to even to where the people who have genes coming from different parts of the world, they were made to live in that part of the world. Now we've all moved around. It's more difficult. But eating seasonal, and eating local will really help a lot in your physical health. I
1: think so. And the more healthy we are, the more we can show up at work.
0: And the longer we can, the longer we can work.
1: The longer for sure. we can work. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So that's important. And my grandmother too, you know, she, she had a garden in the backyard and 80% of what they ate was out of that garden. You know, she canned tomatoes and you know, they your canned tomatoes that have lipocene in them. So it's interesting that one of the blue zones is Sardinia, Italy. That's very interesting. The third point, I think, that you learned from this blue zone journey was why. Why? G-O-H-Y. And what that translates to me, Chris, is purpose. What is your purpose? You know, studies have been done that sometimes when people retire, they don't live very long just because they don't have the why. They don't have the purpose. Would you agree with that?
0: I, a hundred percent. If it was possible to be 110%, I'd be 110%. So yes. And even it was interesting in Costa Rica, they even have a, they have a catchphrase for that plan de vida. So the plan of the day. So that actually is part of, of their culture as well, where People, again, up until the time they die, they have this concept of what is your plan of the day? So because the purpose, most of us, especially in the career counseling world and things we think about, what's our purpose? Our purpose is to do this, something grandiose, and big. But the purpose doesn't have to be something grandiose. It can be very simple. It could be, I got to walk my dog today. I've got to bake a cake for the neighbor. But having that purpose and having something that I'm going to do today gives purpose and gives meaning to life and it's very important especially after work and after, after retiring from a traditional 9 to 5 corporate job finding something to replace that is really important.
1: I agree. Well, I think that you know this information is invaluable information. The more we can focus on becoming our best self and our most healthy self and our most mindful self, the more of a contribution we can make to the new work world because it is new and it is different. You know, you've written a book called Fly, Fly in 2021, based on these travels. And if somebody wants to find this book, Chris, where can they pick it up?
0: So it's available on Amazon. Just search up Fly by Chris Say, and soon assume my name will be in the notes here. It's easy to find on Amazon. And it's available in hard copy or Kindle.
1: And it's pretty much what we just talked about today. It's about these travels, about what you've learned from them. And it's essentially offering the information to the readers to help them have a better quality of life. Is that right?
0: Yeah. I do go quite personal and it's based around the blue zones and, and everything I, we learned, and my wife and I learned in the blue zones. And then it was really set up to talk about how I, even from a career perspective, worked on the transition from how becoming an empty nester really impacted me from a career standpoint and where my wife and I were going to live and live out the rest of our lives as healthily as possible.
1: Now, you know, I've got to put Sardina on my bucket list for sure. <laughs> Definitely. 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 I mean, I've, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to many yeah. places in Italy, but I haven't been. And I'm thinking yeah. Sardinia is probably in the south part of Italy. Is that
0: right? Well, it's an island, it's on the west side. So the main part of Italy you always think of is a boot. It's off to the west. You can get a ferry out there. We took a ferry from Barcelona, actually, to get to it. If I could tell you one story, because it relates to work, that was probably one of my most impactful stories that I had had on the it was in Sardinia. I went to a coffee shop that was owned by a family that had set a world record, and they had a Guinness Book of World Record, and I talk about this in the book, the greatest number of siblings living as long as, you know, they had 800 and something years between them. They were like nine siblings. they lived all this, this time. And one of the, the remaining siblings was still alive and had this bar. And, and they, even the local community, they call it the longevity bar a, as a nickname because this, it's been in this family of people who live so long. We went to this bar to, to see if we could meet the owner, he wasn't there, but his son was behind the bar. It was a Sunday morning. So I said, oh, is your, is your dad here? He said, no, he's at church. So again, back to my first point. And then I said, well, tell me what What does your dad say? What's the secret to living a long life? And he didn't even miss a to beat. He said hard work. And this was, he'd been living in that town. He'd been working work in the fields. He now had his bar. And that guy had employment until the day he'll die because he has that bar. He can come in, even if he's polishing a glass or something like that. He's got purpose. He's got community in that bar. He ticks all the boxes
1: yeah so that was
0: really impactful for me in my yeah. life.
1: What a beautiful yeah. story. No hard work I think purpose is and that's getting you know back into the to the to the new work world being in alignment with a purpose you have that really gives you joy, you know making sure you're eating correctly and having that sense of community, having some kind of spiritual base or 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 practice that you find is in alignment with who you are and what you believe so it's been wonderful to have you on the show today and if we had to leave the listeners with two tips. About what you would present to them as far as living a long life or becoming your best self in the new work world, what would they be?
0: yeah, I've thought about that, and two things: number one, answer the question, "What do I want?" which is often very hard to answer because we have so many other stimulus of our, our partners our work or whatever it is, but what do I actually want, and then think about how you're going to get it. The second thing, and um, even ties in with this book is never stop learning so It could be about whatever, but that's for mental health. That's for improving your effectiveness on the job, but never stop learning. So those are the two things that come to mind initially as two pointers for living a great life.
1: You know, certainly the travels that we take and the trips we take and, you know, this going to the Blue Zones was certainly a learning experience. And you just, I'm sure it did really make your life even more enjoyable, fulfilling and, and expanded your platform of who you are as a human being. All right. Well, it's been wonderful to have Chris stay on Career Can Do. My name is Marianne Fairmouth. Please download us. We're on all for free on all major podcast platforms. This is Career Can Do, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thank you, Chris.
0: Thank you.
1: We thank you for tuning in to our Career Can Do podcast. We make no guarantees on results for your particular quest, but we hope you enjoy the information presented. Thank you.